0: Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to Diverse Conversations. We really hope you're enjoying these new set of conversations in this new year of 2023. Um, And it's really a pleasure for me to continue these ongoing conversations with our Canadian pharmacy innovators. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with none other than Lindsay Dixon. Lindsay is a registered pharmacist from Victoria, British Columbia, where she currently works with Heart Pharmacy Group. Lindsay has over 10 years of community pharmacy experience, the majority of which has been in the area of community pharmacy management. In in March of 2020, Lindsay founded Friendly Pharmacy 5, a multimedia platform where Lindsay harnesses the power of video to communicate science to the public and provide viewers with credible evidence-based information. This work led to countless media engagements and collaborations with scientists and healthcare professionals, both nationally and internationally. In 2021, Lindsay was uh, awarded the Ben Grant Innovative Practice pra- Award from the BC Pharmacy Association for her work on the channel throughout the pandemic. Lindsay is also a volunteer science com- communicator with COVID-19 Resources Canada, where she works with scientists and healthcare professionals from across the country to help to educate the public about the COVID-19 vaccines. Lindsay's is passionate about advocating for the essential role of pharmacists in all healthcare settings and equipping the public to make informed choices about their own health by providing them with credible science-based resources and education. And it's my great pleasure to welcome Lindsay to this conversation, where we'll be speaking about her journey as a social media influencer, as well as that of being a pharmacist and how does she manage wearing both those hats. So please help me in welcoming Lindsay Dixon. All right. So now we have Lindsay joining us. Lindsay, welcome to Diverse Conversations podcast. It's a pleasure to have you, and I cannot wait because you have been a guest that has truly inspired me to take on this journey into podcasting and putting myself out, (laughs) and you know, doing things that I may not necessarily be comfortable with. But I think you have been an inspiration for sure because seeing the way you grew with your channel um, on YouTube, Friendly Pharmacy Five. You know, I think we have a lot to unpack today, and. As a pharmacist and a YouTube star, I'm really excited to have you on this platform today. So thank you so much for making the time to be with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Aska, for having me. And, you know, I think that, I one of the silver linings of this pandemic has been that someone from the west coast of Canada, so I'm in Victoria, BC, can find someone like Aska Patel over in Ontario. And you inspired me, Ashka, and your work inspired me and continues to inspire me. So it's an honor to be on this um, in this interview with you on your podcast. And uh, I, I really love all the interviews, and so being included as a guest to me is is really an honor. It's really humbling, and I, I, the admiration is mutual.
0: Thank you very much. And I think, uh, I think uh, it's as you rightly mentioned, it's the admiration is mutual. And I think uh, before I start, you know, talking more and more about your work, I do want to hear it from you because um, as a pharmacist, you know, we do not have a lot of social media uh, stars. Um, and I, you know, I see you as our path breaker, to be honest, uh, even though there may be been other pharmacists, but pardon my ignorance, but I see you as the one, our breakup star. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, it, I would love to hear it from you in terms of your journey from being a pharmacist to, you know, to you are today with your YouTube channel and all the incredible work that you're doing. Can you just shed a little bit of light on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I first want to make it clear that uh, prior to starting my YouTube channel, uh, I was very, I had never really gone on YouTube. I didn't even know how to set up a channel. I actually really disliked YouTube. And I also was not very active on social media other than a couple of personal accounts I had never done any kind of graphic design like you can do now on Instagram. And so I think if nothing else, hopefully this story, you know, people can relate to it if they feel like they're inadequate, because I really came from not knowing how to do hardly anything and I still am learning like it's a huge learning curve so I've been a pharmacist for over 13 years Uh, I work in Victoria British Columbia I worked in Vancouver as an associate for a large corporate chain uh, for a while and then I came back to uh, Victoria where I was uh, working for a few years as um, like working doing some contract work with Shoppers Drug Mart for one of the best associates ever Marie Byers and it was a very, very uh, busy dispensary. So this is just a few years back. And we always had these incre- like these ideas for how to provide different clinical services. And we would do point of care testing for like strep A. And, you know, we had all of these different ideas of things that we wanted to build. But we were so busy. It was such a busy, busy store. And I started to really feel like I didn't want to go back and be an associate again. I didn't want to start my own store I had all these ideas for things that we could do and my associate was on board, but we did not have time. And in that process of not having time, I started to notice that even my, um, even my counseling started to suffer because everything was so rushed and I started to just feel more and more like I was trapped in this, um, in this model, I guess, or in this system. And I, I started to actually feel a bit devalued as a pharmacist not because of the leadership but because of the way the the model was set up and i started to feel like the patients really didn't understand us yes and that really started to grind in me and i i was just kept thinking they don't understand who we are they don't understand what we do they don't understand what we know they don't even know how to ask the right questions Mm -hmm. and we're so rushed that we don't have the time to stop i mean for some cases you can, but other cases it's like, well, you don't want to listen to what I have to say, or I'm just going to make this a short counsel. And really there's so much value lost. So when I had my second child and I went on maternity leave, Mm -hmm. I left with that feeling of what am I going to do in pharmacy? And I, I called it like an early midlife crisis because I wasn't like midlife, (laughs) but I was like, Oh my goodness, what am I, what am I going to do? This is terrible. And so I started looking at all the different options. So I looked at a PharmD and I looked at hospital pharmacy and, you know, all of these things looked great, but they were, you know, sometimes certain things would be like, well, I would have to, you know, work full time and I have two young kids. And so nothing really seemed to fit. And a couple of years later, my son had some, was born with some health issues. And so that took me, that made me take a little bit of more of an extended um, parental leave And a couple of years later, I I really hadn't figured it out. I had listened to a ton of podcasts. I had watched what was going on in the United States with so many pharmacists being let go. And a lot of them going into like developing a personal brand. But I thought, oh, that's not for me because I don't like attention. And I really don't. I'm an introvert. So uh, I was just about to go back to community pharmacy because that's what I know. And that's what I can do. And that's when the pandemic hit. And so that's when my kids were brought out of daycare and my because my son had this health issue we he made the decision for me to stay home for a while. Um and that is where I that is when I decided to to start the channel because when the pandemic started I was talking to friends and neighbors and I realized that these people were getting most of their information about the pandemic from social media. Right. And so that's when I started making PowerPoint presentations without showing my face to try to explain some things. So, um, and of course that evolved over, over time, which we can get into, Um, but it really just came out of a, of a desire to, to help people in some way. And uh, during a time that, you know, it was unprecedented, we'd never been through anything like that. Right. So. Yes,
0: absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think uh, you have touched on some great Um, you know, points that from your own, like, you know, your own perspective and your own um, journey, which kind of, I guess, were pivotal. um, But I also want to add, you know, you you call yourself an introvert, but I also feel like introverts have the best creative minds, uh, because they spend so much time (laughs) internalizing a lot of the you know information that they collect so no surprise there for me i guess now i understand why <laughs> friendly pharmacy five is success the way it is today um but i guess I, I also and i think you know i'd love to kind of pick your your brains further and just like you know let talk about your experiences being a, on social media putting yourself out there i'm sure was not an easy task for you uh Given that you know you were not even not on social media to begin with when you even started on this journey, you know what has been your experience like uh, to you know being a social media personality and an influencer that you are today? Um, you know how how do you, how do you describe that? Let's start with that. How do you describe that experience and and what is it that uh, still motivates you to continue that?
1: Yeah. So I would say that there was, it was a really a growth period. Um, It was very, very uncomfortable, but I knew that because it was uncomfortable, I needed to lean into it because I had not really felt that challenge like in community pharmacy, whereas this was something new and I needed to figure this out. And I was called upon a lot uh, very, very shortly into um, me making these videos, I had I put a post out on Twitter and I started to get called to be in the local news, be on local radio. And that was really challenging because I don't have media training. And as pharmacists, if we don't have like the certificate, we yes. don't feel like we should be doing it. And that's for good reason, right? Yes. So I was very conscious of the fact that first of all, We don't usually see pharmacists in the media. And so I loved that because I thought, whoa, look at this. We can show our community who we are and what we know. Who knew that a pharmacist could talk about a pandemic and a virus and who knew that the pharmacist knows this, right? So that's why almost every single interview, I would say, yes, it wasn't because I wanted attention Mm -hmm. or my face out there. I wanted people to see like, pharmacist because yes. they put their your name up there and then they see pharmacist. And so this was, this was an incredible opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the great things about this, I mean, I live in a city of about 400,000 people, was I did start to get recognized in the community, but we were wearing masks. So I wasn't recognized that much. So I think that it was that was a huge help for me because I did not get (laughs) recognized very much because I, I'm very, very introverted and I don't like the attention. Right. Right. So um, but it was a huge growth period. So from going to feel like, what do I have to say? What can I really even offer to seeing that actually people were paying attention, people were listening, people were learning. And then I started to learn from the questions that they had that, what I, what more information I could give them. And I think that, you know, it's different when your patient at the pharmacy in a clinical kind of setting, and they've just been to their doctor when they ask you a question, unless they really know you as a pharmacist, the questions might be a bit different because I noticed now on the videos that I, that I make and in different, in different social media posts, People seem to be asking questions. They seem to be more comfortable to mm. ask certain types of questions. So you can really get into you know, the consumer, the customer, the patient's yes. head and understand where they're coming from. So overall, I mean, it was a huge, huge time of growth. It was very uncomfortable, but I did it because... It was putting pharmacy in a light that it had not been before. And I was very careful, <laughs> but I really wanted to to put us out there because I thought this might be the, the only time that we can really like have this kind of platform like you know even national media and now we see all across Canada like last night I saw Graham McKenzie on CTV News Halifax or something and and Cairo and like so many pharmacists now it's it's almost commonplace and we don't realize you know two years ago like that was that was pretty rare.
0: Exactly, exactly. And thank you so much again for paving that path, right? Um, I, I know how strong of a pharmacy advocate you are. And, you know, again, I think that's the common, um, grounds on which we connected on is a yes. passion we share for our profession and, and just seeing our profession being recognized for the unique skill set and the expertise that we bring to the system. And so oftentimes it gets, you know, misguided under the context that we are behind the counters all the time but yes. it's really true and you're breaking those barriers you and so many other pharmacists today are breaking those barriers and I'm so proud to see that uh, but you know at the same time uh, you very rightly mentioned the imposter syndrome right um, as pharmacists like oh, really? it's something we deal with so much right it's like should I be doing this I don't feel 100% <laughs> about this I don't know how I feel about this right mm-hmm. and, and 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 I think you you alluded to that in your journey as well It's it's you know you, you made that choice to put yourself in that uncomfortable position right and and I am sure, you know, there's pharmacists who are listening to this conversation and, and and hope that, you know, they will also continue to pursue these kind of activities and opportunities because you just never know where they lead you. I mean, so happy to know the last time I checked, Friendly Pharmacy 5 has over 17,000 subscribers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but incredible. Like, I'm so happy to see the growth. And like you mentioned, like patients are asking you questions because you're building that trust now with them too, right? And, and I think with healthcare providers, when patients know that this is a, healthcare provider that I can trust it drives them to like you know then ask all those questions and share information so but also at the same time I'm sure that journey that you've had so far was not nothing short of um being uh, full of challenges as well um you know what were some challenges that you, you faced along the way to you know creating the brand and the identity that you have today like and, and if there was any learnings that you wish to share from there as well
1: yeah I think um choosing youtube uh i i call myself an accidental youtuber because i really didn't mean to become a youtuber right that was just a platform where it was easier to disseminate information so learning about youtube how the platform works how the algorithm works Mm. uh studying analytics and learning what really matters um that has been somewhat of a learning curve though I like it because it's data it's numbers and you can kind of see you know what works what doesn't work right so um that has been that has been uh, challenging but fun um I think that you know getting used to as uh, people recognizing me sometimes I don't get recognized like all the time but sometimes like you can tell people are looking at you a little bit longer when you're out in public that's sometimes a little bit bit awkward but that's fine. That's part of what this is. Right. Right. Um, I have loved learning um, about like how to use uh, Canva and make infographics and writing. And it's opened up a whole different side of me that honestly, I never thought of myself as a creative person. I'm not artistic, but when we took the, when I took the pharmacy knowledge I had and started putting it into, you know, different pieces like that and different um, forms of content, I realize like I think this is what I was born to do, you know, and so what that looks like in the future i don't I don't really know, um, but as long as I'm learning, and this is kind of always how it's been in the trajectory of my career, and I think many pharmacists are like this, as long as we're learning and we're a bit challenged and we can kind of sink our teeth into something, we're happy. And, um, the growth of the channel has been great. I think it could have been a lot faster had I been a little bit more focused, had the tech, the tech been a little bit better. Um, even if I niche down into a certain area, which I think a lot of pharmacists could do if they're special, you have a specialty, um, and you could do that on any one of the platforms. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. and then learning all those different platforms, right. So I've, I've yes. tried to learn all of them, um, I don't recommend that, but I've tried to learn a little bit about all of them. And um, so that's been eye opening as well.
0: Absolutely. And I know for a fact, because I was there at your Canadian Pharmacist Association presentation on yeah. social media, engaging with social media as a pharmacist. And it was an eye opener for me too. So, you know, I, I again, I, I see this as, you know, you're an expert in this field and I come to you with questions all the time as well. So. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's, it's like, you know, I, I'm really glad that this. These kind of platforms have provided us this opportunity to connect, right? Like, like-minded individuals. And one other initiative, which I cannot, for, uh, you know, forget to mention is, uh, you have also created a started an Instagram page for creative healthcare providers who are, you know, in this area uh, so if you want to speak to a little bit about that as well because i think uh that's a community if you're looking to you know start along this this journey i think it's a great platform Lindsay shares some great advice and um some tips on there on that page as well so if you can talk a little bit about that as well that'd be great
1: yeah so a lot of the things that i've learned i've been kind of learning in a silo right it's just mm-hmm. me here and i was thinking before this uh before the canadian pharmacy association conference how can i share some of the things that i've learned or share some of the experience and even share some of the difficulties right that are that are involved in this and i also saw a lot of pharmacists that were doing amazing things and and even other healthcare professionals that were really doing some incredible work online like on different social media platforms and i thought we don't. We are all kind of in our little silos. I I wish there was a place where we could all congregate. And so I'm still developing that, and it's called CreateRx. Right now we're mainly on Instagram, though I do have a LinkedIn page that I I still need to develop, and it's just a place for people who are um, looking to maybe develop their skills a bit, or maybe they have an idea and they're not exactly sure how to execute it. Um, to go and find community there because there's actually, there's, there's over a hundred of us, and there are a lot of pharmacists that are doing these incredible things. And they're specializing in different areas. Like we have a mental health pharmacist. We have Ashka Patel. We have uh, Dr. Andrew Ferlan on there who yes. has a massive YouTube following. Right. And so uh, that's my hope is that you there, it would be a place to, to find community and also to get that expertise that you, that you need. It's something that I really, I'm hoping in this next year to be able to devote some more time to, because the challenge we have with all of this is time, right? Because it, yes. it all takes time. Um, but I'm hoping that CreateRx can be developed. I just actually bought the domain and it can be developed more in, in the future to be a, a resource for healthcare professionals who, who are seeking to be a bit more creative, a little bit more innovative, and uh, to help give them the resources and the, the confidence to, uh, to communicate whatever message it is that they, they want to communicate via the, the digital tools that we have now.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that and we'll definitely keep uh, an eye out for um you know yeah. creator X especially on Insta but also on the other channels so we'll be waiting for your announcements on those for sure. Um and while we're talking of this Community, uh, I know a lot of pharmacists, um, you know, burnout has been real. There's a lot of pharmacists who are looking for ways to explore other ways to engage with their audience, uh, whatever their target audience may be. You know, how do you, what are some opportunities you see for pharmacists uh, in this new world of engaging with your market and your target audience? You know, to how, how can they leverage their expertise and connect with their audience via the social media platforms that, uh, you know, you have worked with so far?
1: Yeah, I think that there are there are endless opportunities, of course, um, but again, time is the limiting factor, mm-hmm. right? So if you are, I, I and I've seen pharmacies do this, uh, but often you what you see online, and this kind of irritates me sometimes, is that you see the, all the front store, right? Yes. Like buy this cream, buy that, and there's no really there's no scientific knowledge attached to that. So you're you're elevating the front store, which is important and it's a necessary part of the business. Um, But I think there's a huge opportunity for a pharmacist to, you you can just put up, you know, a a very simple Instagram post telling a patient or telling people about um, almost any topic about, oh, asthma, or did you know that allergies are caused by this or that? I mean, I think that there's a huge opportunity. I would suggest that um, you think about who are you trying to talk to? Mm -hmm. So are you trying to talk to all of your patients or are you specifically trying to talk to your patients who are... Uh, middle-aged women and they are going through or about to go through menopause or you know like what is your specialty talk about that and pick one platform don't try to be everywhere and don't try to learn everything because then you will end up talking to no one and being ineffective and you'll feel like you failed So just pick something that you're really knowledgeable about, pick something that you see there's a need for. So maybe your patients are asking you questions about something over and over and over. Well, you could answer, you could tell the patient the answer to that question, but I mean, you could also talk to hundreds of people online, right. Through, through social media, through an Instagram account or wherever it may be. And you could actually reach your whole community. Right. Mm -hmm. And so and you could also maybe give them like a more complete answer than you might in the in the dispensary, right? Yes. So I think the, the opportunities are are immense. I think that tapping into the creativity and the, um, the the uh, what what's the word I want to look for, but like new grads, yes. okay. New grads are not going to have these technical challenges. They grew up with social media. And I think that if you partner even a new grad, like a PharmD, with a more experienced pharmacist, I think the the synergy there could be amazing, right? So you have like the creativity and just the energy of a new grad, but then you have the wisdom and the experience of this knowledgeable pharmacist who's maybe afraid of social media, right? So I think the potential for, for growth and synergy there and just creating something really beautiful um, could be inspiring even for for your pharmacy team, right? So so I think there's huge opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much. And that kind of um, you know, ties in very nicely because I think um we're also at a crossroads as a profession where we're trying to, you know, solidify our identity. Um I think we have gained a lot of grounds during the pandemic in terms of, you know, how ha- making sure that the healthcare system understands, you know, what we bring to the table. And I think we have done really good work in in terms of solidifying some of those aspects, but I I know there's still more work to be done. And, And I do see like, you know, the engagements that you do and so many other pharmacists, um, social media influencers do is, is you know, it, it helps them solidify in that understanding, right? Um, in, in making sure that patients now think of, oh, you know, do I always have to ask my doctor about this question? No, wait, I can also ask my pharmacist about this question too, right? Like it, it gives them an opportunity to educate and all of that. So as we're evolving our identity as pharmacists, you know, and as healthcare providers outside of the traditional pharmacies, um, I guess, you know, what can... What are some, um, I guess my question is, how do we as social media, like when we're engaging with social media, I know there you have to be careful of some things and you have to be mindful of how, what you're putting out because, you know, these are permanent records that are created and there's really no way of you pulling them out. But like, what are some things to be mindful of as you are creating this identity for yourself in the virtual world um, and in the social media platforms? Like, what are some advice or tips that you wish to share for somebody who's looking for, to do this?
1: Yeah, and I, I want to say that I do put a lot of videos out and a lot of content out, but I do it all very carefully. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to be as careful on social media as we are in the dispensary. And yes. so if you think about this post, this video, it could go viral. It could be misinterpreted, even if it's misinterpreted by one person. What kind of kind of a an impact could that have on that person? And the thing with social media is that People who are, say, on YouTube because that's where yeah. I am mostly. They they seem to want an answer that's very black and white, yes. or it's very direct. And it's not always that way. There's there has to be room for nuance. There's a reason why we go to school and study for years and years um, to to be able yes. to practice in this way. So being very careful with how you answer questions. I do have people who ask for healthcare advice. I've had people who will put, you know, their whole story. medical story on uh, on a comment and I mean I can delete those comments to protect their privacy but I will also respond saying I cannot provide any healthcare advice I do have a disclaimer on my videos uh, just saying that please do not make any changes to your medication or anything like that this is not medical advice so I mean anything you put out you do have to be very careful and also just don't talk about what you don't know so unless you really know a topic inside out, and I mean, start with something very simple, right? And I always use the example of like, how to dispense of your medication or like things that cannot be really terribly misinterpreted. And as you as you develop it, it's a skill, right? And as you do more and more, you'll, you'll figure out how to communicate things that could be, you know, quite sensitive or things that are a little bit more complex in a way that people are not going to misinterpret. So yes. I would say, you know, definitely proceed, but yeah, be careful. And you can't give medical advice and you do need to uh, respect the, the the rules and the guidelines of your college, right? Yes. And also always remember that when you are on social media, you are speaking for all pharmacists. Yes. So How will this impact your profession and how will this impact your community? And I think as long as you do that, uh, the net will be positive, Mm -hmm. you know, but yes, there's definitely a, a responsibility to it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you have put it so well. Uh, I think, you know, absolutely it's a new avenue for us to pursue, but at the same time, it comes with a lot more responsibility and a lot more gray. (laughs) If I may say so, (laughs) right? Uh, From, I think combined our experiences together, like there's a lot more gray to be navigated, um, before, you you know, as you're making active decisions every single day of, you know, what you're going to put out there. And, um, you know, I have stories to tell in terms of what happens when backlash happens, but, I would love to hear from you and and, then because you're more seasoned than I am you know how have you dealt with that part of being on social media where you know if there's any critiques or any negativity like I hope you've never had to deal with it but if you did you know can you share a little bit about how you dealt with it
1: uh yeah and I would also say to that Ashka and I don't think that I'm more experienced than you at all (laughs) um but I I would also I would I would also say to that like there's um there's definitely ways to to handle that and like I said as you as you go you will you will get better at it. Uh, I'm actually surprised that I have not had more negative comments or even personal attacks or people questioning the credibility of what I'm talking about. Um, I haven't had that. I mean, obviously there there's sometimes there's like the one-offs um but you can yes. generally dismiss those cuz they're not really criticizing the content they're more just trying to dig at you mm. and i i often will just point them to the reference if you if you don't like what i'm saying like it's always based in scientific references and i always post my references so the you know the argument is really not against me you can talk to the author of the paper you know or you can talk to the yeah you know, the reference and here it is so that's kind of how I've I've handled that. I've also never really given my opinion on anything because this is not about opinions. This is about presenting scientific knowledge. And yes, yeah, science can change over time, right? But mm-hmm. we're constantly following the science. And so if you are you're not giving your opinion, no one, no one needs to know your opinion. Yes. <laughs> when you are putting yourself out there as a pharmacist, I mean, if you're putting yourself out there as, I don't know, you know, a mom or whatever yes. it is you know that's a little bit different but you are part of a regulated profession right mm-hmm. so think about what you're going to to put out there and um and be responsible and have your references and then you can just point people to to the reference
0: that's a very useful advice. Thank you very much for sharing that because I, I definitely feel like, you know, I know, I mean, and I guess maybe we have just because we are such very different niches altogether with uh, yes. very different audiences that we work with. But, um, I think, um, to everything you add, you, you shared there, I completely agree. And, and, um, you know, I think uh, one thing that I, if I can just put this in there, because we're talking about social media presence is, um, you know, just being, Having that conversation, internal dialogue with yourself and being comfortable with uh, making that uh, make that agreement with yourself that you're going to be okay, and you're not going to take any feedback, negative feedback, especially personally. And only when you're comfortable with that, then proceed with it. Otherwise you know the world is a little scary in terms of what people because there's no filters there's nothing stopping anyone from doing whatever they want to if, especially if you have a photo of yourself or anything like that people can do anything they want to with that um and yeah. there's really no, no laws stopping them from doing that so you know just when you have established that comfort it just makes the process so much more easier because then you know like you mentioned Lindsay just making sure you're not taking it personally you're rather just stating the facts and then just pointing them to that for further information and clarifications so thank you so much for Sharing that, I, I I learned something from you today too.
1: So there you go. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess... will. I will say, ask if I if you if I you don't mind me adding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I will say that one of the one of the challenges that we face, and this is not really new to pharmacy, but I think it's been enhanced by the pandemic, is that we we suffer right now in healthcare from a lack of trust. Yes. And I know that as pharmacists, you know, even prior to the pandemic we heard a lot of, oh, you're big pharma. Oh, you just want people taking pills. And I mean, I would always be so upset by these comments because that was not what I was there for. And I know that is not what pharmacists, Like, this is not why we signed up to pharmacy at all, but it was a huge misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And I still do get those comments. Well, why would you trust a pharmacist? And, you know, this is big pharma, but I'm getting them less and less. Mm -hmm. But I do think as we see, you know, even uh, different areas where parents are choosing not to vaccinate their children, say for measles, and we're seeing outbreaks and, you know, the challenges with uh, communication from public health across our country about the pandemic Uh, There's been a lot of confusion and we've lost a lot of trust in the healthcare profession. And so I think that that's an opportunity. And that's, you know, I I really want to call to any pharmacists or healthcare professionals that are watching this that are considering putting their voice out there. We really need you because we need you to combat this misinformation that's out there. This is a huge problem, but I do see that we can have an impact. And I see other healthcare professionals that are rising up and they are able to do this successfully. And I see some of them who kind of start out kind of shy and then they really get right into it and it it's really really important it's not just social media is out there no social media is here that's where your patients are in the evening when they're not in your pharmacy they're on social media if you want to reach them if you want to combat misinformation if you want to really have an influence and I mean I'm not taking away at all from the influence that we have in our communities in our specific positions but there is a huge opportunity and it's not just an opportunity it's a need right now we really have to build that trust back up
0: thank you so much for pointing that out because I agree misinformation especially uh during the pandemic we have seen the consequences of that right where yeah. and we continue to see today as well as you rightly mentioned with you know now patients making choices about, you know, how they're going to access the healthcare and when they're going to access the healthcare. Um, And as Lindsay mentioned, like you heard it right from the influencer, um, you know, we need more voices. But as she mentioned, make sure you're stating the facts in its evidence-based care, just like we practice in our dispensaries or pharmacies or Whatever practice setting we are in, we take those principles. We are just changing the platform of how we deliver that information to our patients. Um, Thank you so much, Lindsay. And I think I cannot, uh, you know, let you go before I ask you the question that this podcast was created on, uh, which is the future of pharmacy and, um, you know, how you see pharmacists practicing over the next uh, five to 10 years. Um, I would love your insights as uh, somebody who has seen both sides of the world and, and, you know, uh, would love to see uh, how you see the future of pharmacy and, and for pharmacists as well.
1: Yeah, I was actually speaking with uh, someone who's only been practicing for a few years last week, and I I warned him, I said, you know, the next few years in pharmacy are going to be a bit messy, yes. <laughs> because we're growing, right? And yes. growth is always challenging, and it can be a bit messy. And so we're seeing minor ailments rolling out in Ontario, as well as, you know, British Columbia, and I think, was it Prince Edward Island or something? Yes. Is- Right. So uh, I think that it's going to be challenging uh, because there's going to be a lot of growth and we do have a very serious situation with burnout that's that's happened. Right. And been exacerbated. Um, I am excited about the future, you know, the next five or 10 years. I think that we really need to start utilizing and treating our pharmacy technicians uh, better and also utilizing them more because that's going to allow us to move to more of a clinical um, place in pharmacy. I think that uh, seeing pharmacies as health hubs as centers not just for information and medication, but centers for health care is something i'm I'm really excited about and we see pharmacist clinics that are starting to to open. Um, And I also see this huge wave of digital healthcare and digital, um, I guess, just digital health in general. And so we have apps, we have, um, you know, there's going to be direct to consumer, there already is direct to consumer tests. How is that going to play out for pharmacists? How will we stay on top of that? Um, It's something I definitely want to address in the channel. Um, so very exciting. I think that it's going to be a bit of a whirlwind. I'm thankful that we have new grads, PharmDs that are that are you know going to rise up and and help us through this. Um, so I think there's going to be, as always with pharmacy, there's a lot of change, right? But I think that change is needed, and I yes. think that um, if we are able to kind of grow through it and again utilize pharmacy technicians more, um, Kristen Watt has done an incredible job of that. Um, keeping an eye on her. <laughs> What's yes. Kristen doing? Right. And I know you had her on the channel. Yes. Excellent interview. People should go and watch that. I shared that with our pharmacy group. So that's where I see it going. Definitely more clinical, definitely more digital. Uh, it's going to be a little bit messy and uh, but we're going to grow in the process
0: absolutely thank you so much i mean the future looks pretty bright to me um and uh, every growth comes with its own set of growing pains right um yes. so um but i know that uh, when we have uh, professionals like yourself and uh, so many others who have uh, tapped into various aspects of it i think it makes the the growing pains a bit more bearable um and and i think it's really just coming together right as uh, yes. as making sure that we are we're going in, into the future together rather than being more segregated. And I think that unity is so much more needed now than it has ever been before. Um, thank you so much, Lindsay. But before I let you go, I, I do want to know what's next for Lindsay. What's next for Friendly Pharmacy in 5? You know, what can we expect from uh, from you and like uh, the channel and um, anything else you wish to share with us? <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to continue to work on the channel. I'm always open to collaborating with other pharmacists. If you uh, want to reach out to me, please feel free to do so. I'm always looking for people who are innovating or, or want to learn. I'm very interested in uh, developing more uh, clinical services. So I'm looking into uh, maybe getting into pharmacogenomics and some other areas where I can offer these clinical services in pharmacy and maybe virtually if we get the the okay to do that eventually right Uh, and then just continuing to I really actually do love making the videos now it's something that's kind of grown on me so I see myself doing that maybe an audio podcast you know I have so many ideas and so little time right I'm a mom as well right so um, I think I'm excited about the future but I have to be careful that I don't get too many things going right so uh, yeah but we'll see we'll see what uh, what happens over the next year or two it's very exciting.
0: I'm very excited for you and I, I look forward to seeing more videos. I mean, you, your videos have been very compelling. I love the way you structure them. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think they're a great resource even for, you know, somebody who's wishing to educate their patients on some of the common, you know, medical topics or questions that they'll be receiving. I actually have enjoyed watching your videos and I urge everyone oh. who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> Do check it out. We will be linking her um, YouTube channel, but it will be there as well. So please, feel, like you know, give it a give it a look up because I think it's worth. Uh, even if you're if you are, don't have the time, you can at least refer your patients to that channel to get them the resources that they may require. Um, and as always, Lindsay, I'm super excited for you. I I really do. You know, I cannot wait to see what 2023 will look like for all of us. But uh, I'm certain Friendly C5 is going to grow from where it has been in this year. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited for the growth that awaits you with the new year.
1: Likewise, and thank you so much, Ashka, for the invitation and for all of the work you're doing. You're really uniting the profession and you're really inspiring all of us as to what you can really do as a pharmacist, right? So uh, I also look forward to to your future interviews and what you're doing. And I, I really, really appreciate it. And I'm humbled to be on your incredible podcast.
0: The honor is all mine. Thank you so much for making the time. I know it was not easy to collab, uh, you know, collaborate and coordinate <laughs> on this, but uh I'm so grateful that I had this opportunity to have this conversation. I learned so much and I'm sure the audience will learn so much more from this conversation and the incredible insights you have shared. So thank you again, Lindsay. Uh, it has been my absolute pleasure to have uh, had the opportunity to have this conversation with you. And I can't look, uh, you know, look, for, I look forward to hopefully seeing in person again, um, but yeah. till then,
1: we'll sign off for now. <laughs> thank you so much, Ashka. It's been great.
0: Awesome. All right. So make sure uh, you tune into our next week's episode for our uh, next guest. But until then, be sure to like and subscribe, uh, especially to this episode. And show Lindsay some love by going on to her Friendly Pharmacy 5 channel and subscribing to there as well. All right. With that, we're signing off. Bye-bye.